Hello everyone, happy Wednesday. I hope you're all well. Welcome to the verse of the day. Another moment to spend with God and just reflect on the word that he has for us. I hope you're all well. May you be blessed and favored. Feel free to like, subscribe and share this wonderful podcast so that we can spread the love of God and people can know about God and who he is, especially about the gospel. Heavenly Father, we come before you this evening, this night time, just this lovely Wednesday to thank you for this verse of the day. You are an amazing God. You're an awesome God. We worship you. We glorify you. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who came and died for us, rose again, conquered sin, death, the grave and hell in order to show us the power of resurrection and eternal life. We thank you for the realignment we have in your righteousness and your glory through Jesus Christ. We ask you, Christ, to continue interceding for us, continue showing us the way through the power of the Holy Spirit, through your word and through your teachings. Holy Spirit, you're welcome into this platform and I ask you to continue guiding us as we transform our lives according to the word of Jesus Christ. We ask you to teach us, help us, intercede for us, comfort us and help us learn the word so that we can be the light as well to others who need to know God and to learn the gospel. I ask all this through Christ Jesus Christ, believing in your office, trusting in your office, coming under your leadership in Jesus Jesus mighty name I pray amen the verse of the day comes from the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 21 and I will be reading it from the amplified classic version and it says and it shall be that whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord invoking adoring and worshiping the lord christ shall be saved and these are the words of the apostles uh the disciples excuse me when the spirit of the lord had come into the disciples and they began speaking in tongues this is actually on the day of pentecostal the disciples were locked in a room and they were praying and it wasn't just the disciples of Christ there were just there were also a following of Christ as well of men and women and then as soon as the Holy Spirit inhabits into their lives into their spirits they begin to speak in tongues and of course the people around them were quite amazed and asking what what kind of language are these people speaking and at some point they were being mocked and guys would make a joke and say they're probably drunk fully intoxicated but Peter a disciple of God stood and said it's only just nine in the morning these people are not drunk but they are speaking according to the prophecy of Joel and Jesus said through the prophecy of Joel that there shall come a time where the spirit of the Lord shall pour out upon mankind upon the sons and the daughters who shall prophesy who shall tell forth of divine counsel who shall allow men and women to see visions and have old men able as well to see visions and interpret these divisions people always tend to confuse the power of tongues they probably think people are just gibbering and talking but this is an opportunity of which the spirit of the lord manifests and just allows the whole edification the building up of our spirit to just be one with god and he also says that you know the time shall come where there'll be some signs and wonders in the sky and of course this shall be a few moments before the time of christ when he shall come again But the most important thing that he said is it shall come 
to be that whoever who shall call upon the name of the Lord by invoking it. Invoking it means a standing in the office of Jesus Christ because the Lord is the name that God gave Jesus after the the coronation. Adoring and worshipping the Lord Christ, meaning recognizing him as our king, as our Lord. A Lord is somebody who has overall control over everything. And recognizing the office, standing in that office, believing, hoping, having faith in that office and the person who is behind that office ensures that we do come under the authority and the sovereign rule of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. And so we are being told here that this is part of the lifestyle of being saved. This is part of the lifestyle of having salvation in our lives, that we recognize Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We don't just proclaim it. We don't just confess it. We don't just say it. It makes sense in our hearts. That means that the passion and the crucifixion of Christ makes sense. Uh, We understand why it has happened. We understand the power of the resurrection, and we're able to recognize the value of that whole process and what it means to us. Adoring and worshiping the Lord is making sure that Jesus Christ is our priority, making sure that his word is our priority in our lives. They say salvation is not just a period or a moment where we confess and believe in our hearts and minds and speak it with our mouths and say that we know that Jesus Christ is our Lord who came and died for us. It is a, it is a lifestyle. It is a way of life it, because we are molding ourselves to be like in Philippians 2.15, to have the mindset of Jesus Christ. We are trying to become one again, excuse me, with God. So salvation should not just be a moment in your life but it should be a process in your life that you're manifesting, that you're living through. And it doesn't mean that you will always be um, under the radar to make sure that if you sin, then you're not saved. The idea is to understand that we must live our lives according to the word and the teachings of Jesus Christ. And when we happen to fall from that glory, from that word, from that obedience, from that instruction. We have to be bold enough to be reflective and to repent, to be honest with ourselves and those around us that we're repentful for the sins that we commit. It would be quite frustrating to say that we live a life of salvation when we constantly do the same errors and the same disobedience, uh, uh, disobedient acts or rebellions against the word, against God, and then we say we're saved. It is a lifestyle. Yes, we have been granted eternal life. Yes, that Jesus now knows that we belong to him. But even as we belong to the system of God, as we belong to the kingdom of God, we have to make sure that our lives are constantly changing. I love the story of the Sumerian woman by the well because she never returned back as her old ways. She returned back as a changed woman. This is a lady who, you know, encountered Christ by the well. She received the water of life. And when she returned, she didn't return back to the ways of having multiple husbands and engaging in adultery. She went instead preaching the word of God, asking people to experience God, 
The same thing applies to the man in Gadara. This is a man who was infested by demons. Jesus came and removed the demons from him. They put themselves, well, casted into pigs and they drowned in the sea. And his mind was made right by just being with Christ at that moment. And as Christ was going to leave, he sent him to the cities in Gadarin saying, go forth and tell people what has happened to you. And this is a way of evangelism. His real, his life, his results from his life were speaking out about the glory of God. So anyone who encountered Christ did not return to be the same person. And so we have to make an effort as humanity, not only to understand the concept of salvation and what it means to us, but stand in it and live in it. And hence we know when we are standing in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the power of his office, because that office is so magnified, it's so superior that we can use it as a, as a, as a means to glorify God. We can use it to receive the power of God. We can use it to receive the blessings and the anointings of God. When we speak and we're talking about in the name of Jesus, it's not the name Jesus because Jesus is a normal name. We're talking about the office of which Jesus represents and it's a powerful office. We also have to understand that Jesus is our priority. So when you wake up in the morning, the first order of your day should be to thank God, glorify God and worship him. And God loves worship. God loves to be glorified. If you as an individual like it when somebody somebody else praises you, then you can imagine what a king feels like. The kings are adored with gifts. They are made to be um, given the royal treatment. For example, let's look at the Queen of England. They get the royal treatment. They are treated as special Now here we have the King of Kings, we have the Lord of Lords, we have the creator of the universe, and we are being given that opportunity to show him that he's special in our lives. And we do that by glorifying his name, by worshiping him, by worshiping his office, by worshiping his presence, praising him, thanking him for the mighty things he has done in our lives. Even for the situations what we have, we can exalt God above our problems. God loves to see that our problems are not above him. Our problems and our frustrations are not above him. So take that time to make salvation your lifestyle. It's not just a statement. It's not just a proclamation and a confession. It is a way of life. Make God your priority. Make your life be similar to the mind of Christ. The way to live is evident in the word. It's not something that God is asking you to figure out. He's saying, I have shown you the way. I have taught you the way. And then to make it better than any other situation, he's given us the Holy Spirit to continuously teach us the way of Christ. So we have that constant connection to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. My plea to you this evening is to just embrace this life of salvation. Call upon the name of the Lord. Invoke his name righteously. Adore him, worship him, and know that you are saved. Have a lovely Wednesday. May God mightily bless you and join in once again for the verse of the day.